This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, it's Annie Grace. I hope everybody's doing great. Um, So I have a question from a reader that I want to answer. So, okay. How can I remain alcohol-free when my spouse tries to sabotage my efforts? He buys me drinks when I eat out and buys my favorite liquor and has it waiting for me when I get home. I haven't had a drink yet, but I feel like I have to choose between my health or my relationship. So this is a great question. And um, they're like really transparently, I have done research on this, and there is difficulty in relationships when one spouse stops drinking. And I think at the foundation of that, and and I can find the exact statistic for you, although I don't know, I don't know, I always like to filter things like statistics and whatnot through like, is this helpful? How does it make you feel? How does it make you behave? And because if it doesn't make you feel good or behave in a good way, then it might not be helpful at all. But the, the exact statistic about this, let me just find it really fast. Um... Sorry, (laughs) should have pulled this up before. Um, But I think it is that 39% of marriages end in divorce as of, uh, that was the statistic in 2000, um, in 2018. And it looks like that if one, if both partners have, are drinking at the same level, then it's the same. Uh, Okay, no. The University of Buffalo study says if one partner is a heavy drinker and the other isn't, couples are more likely to break up than if both partners have the same drinking habits. Nearly 50% divorce rate versus 30% when they have the same drinking habits. So if couples have the same drinking habits, you're down from the national average by about 9% in terms of divorce rates. If couples have... um, one one partner is a heavy drinker and one is not, you're up above the national average. Now, again, I think filtering that statistic through how does that make you feel and how does it make you behave is is a really good filter. But I also think if you want to like really ensure your marriage, you need to be very honest with yourself about the realities of this. And I think one of the realities is that we just expect that, um, here's the framework that I think we approach something like this. I think we have the framework that I made a really positive, healthy change for myself. That should be really positive and healthy for my marriage. But the marriage as an organism, (laughs) if you will, or a structure outside of the individuals, it is a thing as well. There is a thing in the marriage in terms of the interactions between the two of you, the um, relationship, all of this stuff, it, it exists. Like there's a thing called the marriage. And the marriage itself doesn't see change as positive necessarily. In fact, change takes adaptation. So change can be seen as a threat, right? And your partner also can probably see change as a threat. And often what the partner is feeling is, oh my gosh, well, now they're too good for me. So I'm going to try to bring them back down to my level because they're just going to be too good for me and they're going to ride off into the sunset and I'm not good enough for them anymore. 
or they can see it as I'm going to be judged. So now that they're doing this, they're going to judge me. And so there can be a lot of like subconscious fear in his behavior. So it can feel to you like sabotage, like he's just coming and, you know, he's buying you drinks and he's doing these things, but there can be actually a lot of subconscious fear for him in like, oh my gosh, this is a change. This change means adaptation. Adaptation isn't easy. And I need to do something about this change. And so, and he might even see his behavior as being, you know, like he might not understand. So I would really reflect, first of all, on, I believe that all change and all, all things really have to happen on the other side of awareness, right? And so knowing these statistics, knowing that this is a real thing, knowing that change for a marriage can be seen as a threat um, is really a good thing. So I know it, it can feel painful and uncomfortable and you're like, I didn't want to know that. That that sounds horrible. That's so scary. But like knowing is a good thing because when we know better, we can do better. When we know something about it, we can do something about it. So in terms of what to do about it, I would really suggest inventorying where are the expectations that you have of him or he has of you that are not being communicated, right? So you have an expectation of him that he's not going to buy you your favorite drinks anymore. Has that been communicated? Has that been overtly said in a kind, loving way with appreciation? Um, has you know it been really communicated to him what your expectations of him are in this situation? And, and do you understand his expectations of you? You know, my husband and I, we went through this as well. And when I stopped drinking, he was really clear about his expectations of me, which at the moment felt really intense, but now I see it as a gift. And he was very much like, look, this is your thing. I'm not going to stop drinking. That's, you know, you're on your own. Don't expect me to change. Don't judge me for it. This is like your thing if you want to go ahead and do this. And so while that felt really intense in the moment, in hindsight, it was great because I knew exactly where I stood because it was so crystal clear. And going into these conversations can be scary, you know, because really what's probably under his behavior, if I had a guess, and of course I don't know because I'm not in his head, but it's probably some level of fear, fear that things are going to be different, fear that you're going to be different, fear that you're going to leave him behind, fear that you're going to judge him or deem him not good enough for you, fear that, you know, everything's going to change. And so when you get into a conversation that is actually uncovering fears and looking at these fears, it can be very anxiety inducing, but I think it's much more about getting to the root of it because the buying you drinks is a symptom, but there's a root below that symptom. And I think it's very much about having conversation when your energy is really good, when you feel really positive, when you feel really loving, not in the moment, you know, outside of the moment, really good energy, really positive energy, really loving energy, and really a lot of compassion. Say, you know, any change is hard. I get that. And then really a lot of reassurance to say, look, I did this for me. This is not going to impact you. I don't expect this of you. And really laying out your expectations of him in terms of what you do and don't expect and, um, and making it an ask. And I would say like asking in a way that's very, very much not aggressive, I think is the best way to, to ask that gets responded to is like, look, there's, would you, do you want to know a way you could help me out here? Like, this is totally what would help me out. I would really appreciate this. This is what I love drinking lately. I love drinking X, you know, maybe it's 
whatever, your favorite sparkling water or kombucha or whatever the case is. So do you mind just picking me up that? That would be so cool. I would love it if you did that. And, you know, instead of making him, why are you doing this to me? Like, don't you know how hard I've tried? And like, you're just throwing it in my face and you're trying to sabotage my efforts. Like if you come with that energy, of course, they're going to pick up the other side of the tug of war. Of course, it's going to be contentious. Of course, it's going to be a battle. And of course, that's going to awaken all the fears that are probably inside of him anyway. So I'm obviously making some guesses here, but as a whole, I would say, number one, be wide awake to the fact that, yeah, changing your drinking in a relationship can change the nature and dynamic of a relationship. So can massive amounts of weight loss. So can somebody becoming a vegan. So can somebody taking up an exercise pattern. So can somebody becoming a meditator. So can career change. So can kids. So all of these things, because they're change, it doesn't matter how good the change is. The fact that it's a change can be completely fear inducing, but often that fear is below our conscious awareness. So we're, we're going into it and just feeling like, Oh, I just want her to be like it was. I just want this to be like it was, but we're not really expressing that in a good way. So really going into it with curiosity over judgment, with an energy of wanting, we're on the same team. We both want the same stuff. I want to understand your expectations of me. I want you to understand my expectations of you asking for what you need in a really calm, peaceful way, instead of an aggressive way, a way that, you know, makes him want to do what you want, that, that makes him want to come and, and really be helpful in this. And just also really just being open and honest in, in communication, but knowing the facts, although they can be like intense, I think is a really good place to start. So, and if he ever gets curious or if anybody watching this gets curious about like, well, what would it be like to just take a little break? Um, the alcohol experiment is always free at alcoholexperiment.com every day, send you a video, send you an email. And it's such a great way to just like dip a toe and see, you know, is life better drinking a bit less alcohol. So thank you so much. Such a great, such a vulnerable question. I'm sure a lot of people have. So thank you for asking it. Hi, super exciting news. So the alcohol experiment book is being released, actually got released just a few days ago with the expanded edition. What does expanded edition mean? It means that every single day throughout the book, there are deep reflective journal entries that have been added with space to write, which is so cool and so exciting. So you really make it your own. And the reason I did this is because I truly believe that the deepest wisdom you will access throughout the 30 days of the alcohol experiment comes from within you. You know more about what's best for you than anybody else in the entire world. And I know sometimes that can be hard to believe, but when you really access your own wisdom, it is so profound. So you can pick up your own copy at alcohol experiment book com and check it out. It's really powerful. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.